We're back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. Corey Majors, Mike Bassick, and Joey. We also got Carter back there making sure your Twitch and YouTube streams are strong today. Is that, that's what he's doing, making sure those streams are strong. I like let that. Me, let me check it out. Let me see how Is, our stream's going. It was under 200 earlier. Uh-huh. 165 on the Twitch. Oh, my God. It's Friday. I'll say what's up. What if you want to talk to the Mike Bassick, okay, if you don't know, my name's Mike Bassick. I played in the major leagues for five different seasons, and in those five seasons, I got 10 whole wins underneath Look my belt. that. Dude, are you serious? Ten I don't think I ever knew wins. that. That's pretty cool. Let's not talk about the losses. Let's not talk about the ERA, all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk to me, you get in the Twitch right now. Uh, 877-881-1053. It's time for Forgiveness Friday. Now, I do want to point out, this segment was created by my wife whenever we were on nights. Uh, She was like, hey, you know what? And this is a long time ago, uh, very early on in in our show. And we were like, you know what? Let's give people an opportunity. They probably did something terrible this week. Everybody has an off week, or maybe it's just kind of your plan each week. If you want to be forgiven for it, we'll, we'll, we'll do that right now. Text in 877-881-1053. The other thing we can forgive you for, if you're planning to do something bad next week and you want future forgiveness, we can go ahead and do that as well. 877-881-1053. I know it goes back to the one of the earlier segments. Should I ask for forgiveness for giving up on the Mavs last night, eight minutes into the game? Um, I, I mean, do you want them back this year? That's I guess that's a big question because you've already kind of told me that All you're right. giving up on them for the rest of the year. Also, should I ask for forgiveness that I want the Mavs to lose every game the rest of the season? I don't I don't see how winning helps this organization at this point. Okay, this is Luca's but Luca can't lose. So you have to have Luca like this injury has to extend for the rest of the season. Right. It has to be more of a he can't his ankle won't get better. He goes back out, it's not better, and they just say sit out. And I, I understand they've won quite a few games. So they would not have one of let's say the four worst records in the NBA. But we've seen tons of times, if you have the fifth to eighth worst record in the NBA, I mean, the team that had the eighth and ninth worst record in the NBA in 2019 was Memphis and New Orleans. The seventh worst record was the Dallas Mavericks. Eight and nine got pick one and two. The Mavericks dropped to nine, and that pick was conveyed to the Atlanta Hawks, which was Cam Reddish, who the Mavs might be getting Cam Reddish in the next two weeks. But I just at this point see the only way to get better with a limited budget Mark Cuban will not pay the luxury tax for multiple years. He just does not have the finances to do that. So the only way I see is to get as lucky as possible and get uh, Victor Wibanyamba mm-hmm. or to get Scoot Henderson. Like that's those are two future superstars of the NBA. Most people believe that are scouting those guys. Like these are two future ten-time All Stars. Victor W might be the generational player of of coming up here that takes over the NBA after about two or three years in the league. So I'm like, well, if that's our only chance, which I think that's the only chance the Mavs have. I've also heard that a lot of NBA players that are kind of solid role players and stuff don't really want to come here either. Not that they hate Luca. They understand who Luca is and they know how great he is. But like you talked about earlier, a lot of NBA players don't want to stand in the corner and watch basketball. They would like to play. They like to play on a more transition team. They'd like to play on a team that they're going to see, you know, the ball a little bit more that they get to do a little, they have a little bit of freedom on offense and that there's ball movement. And because there's not here, there are NBA players. I'm not saying all of them, but quite a few that go, 
I don't really feel like going to the Mavs is going to be like that fun for me. Yeah, until Luka can start maybe pushing it a little more. Otherwise, you just you have what you have and you run with it. From the from the eight one seven, forgive the guy in the armpit who broke into my work van, stole nothing, but now is making me drive to Fort Worth with no passenger window. It's chilly outside. Ooh, it is. That stinks. Yeah, and I mean, do you do the thing where you say, "All right, I'm putting a tarp in the window and duct taping this sucker down until I can get the the window replaced?" That's irritating. Sorry, I I'm glad that you can forgive that person. You're a bigger person than me today. I really appreciate that. Uh, from the eight one seven, Josh Green needs to ask for forgiveness for all these damn jump passes he keeps doing. Always really? a turnover. You don't like? Are are this person's not a fan? I understand that. It has caused a lot of turnovers in his career, and I didn't, like I said, like I didn't watch a lot of Josh Green last night, but the moments that he, I did see, he had a couple of really nice plays. I watched the highlights this morning. You mm-hmm. know, you go to YouTube and you see, I thought Josh Green had some really nice passes. Now, they don't show all the turnovers in, in a 10-minute uh, game that they show on YouTube, but... I understand. He's a he's a, he's a risk taker, but it seems like he's getting better and better with those risks paying off. So okay. I, I, he's finding his patience. It's like, a and he's bit still going to keep. He's still going to keep growing. I mean, he didn't play his rookie year, and I know that some people, like Jason Kidd, for some reason blamed Rick Carlisle on that one. But it's like, no, he wasn't good enough to play in the NBA yet. And then. Uh, this last year, last season, he showed signs, especially the second half of May, man, he might be able to play in this league. And then he didn't go to summer ball, which I think upset a lot of people. And then he's come back this year and was solid, got hurt, and now has come back and been maybe even better. So let's keep giving him room to grow. He's the one player that plays that can make this team better because Jaden Hardy's not playing. So Jason Kidd's doing the exact same thing that he said Rick Carlisle did wrong to Josh Smith. From the oh, sorry, to Josh Green. From the 817, I forgive you, Mike, for only blessing us with 10 wins. So they wanted more, but you were like, 10, that's the number I wanted to achieve. And I'm proud of you for Thanks. that one, Mike. Thanks. Uh, I wish I could have won. Some, somebody said, I decided to forgive Dak. Somebody also texted in and said, uh, here it is from the 469, I would like to forgive Dak. Uh, for his awful game against the Niners, but I just can't. He sucked it up and deserves to be ridiculed until proven otherwise. Yeah. So that's I'm, there's a there's a there's a place where the Cowboys fans are like I kind of want to, somebody, but I'm not sure. Somebody had texted me, and I don't know if they bought a whole bunch of Dak cards the week, like after he beat Tampa, he said, "Hey, if Dak goes ahead and makes it to the Super Bowl and possibly wins it, how much more do Dak cards go up?" I said, thirty to fifty percent. So you buy a hundred dollar Dak card, it might go up to a hundred fifty to two hundred dollars. If if he wins it all, like there there would be a big growth, and he would all of a sudden, if he won it all, he would be no, he's a top five quarterback in the NFL, no yes. doubt about it. Yeah, but because he lost and lost so bad, that now you're like, I don't know if he's a top ten quarterback. Yeah, now man. is that fair based off of one game, as Reggie would say, and I tell Reggie, no, it's not. But that's life. Every every person understands that your history in the sport is based off of playoffs. And if you don't ever put together great playoffs, I heard Troy Aikman say it this week, if you can't play better than you played in the regular season, you're going to have a tough time winning in the playoffs. You have to somehow elevate your game against the best teams, against the do-or-die scenarios. And Tony Romo wasn't able to do it. Dak Prescott's not able to do it on a consistent basis. And that's why they find themselves with two and four records in their career and not four and two records or in NFC championship games or in a Super Bowl. 
from the 817. I think, Mike, this is, this is I, I want to ask you this compared to golf. Guys, I need forgiveness instead of going and seeing my newborn nephew. I went and played in a cornhole tournament instead. So, Mike, if you were to get an opportunity to play around to golf or see your nephew. Oh, man, he just he's thinking about it. That's what's wild in this situation. It depends on the course, though, right, Mike? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Guys. See, yeah. If, <laughs> if, uh, if somebody I've never played at Dallas National. Okay. If somebody invited mm-hmm. me to play at Dallas National, I would see my nephew the next <laughs> <Yeah>. day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then from the 254, cheated on my Weight Watchers points with a Schlotzky sandwich. Can I get forgiveness? What y'all's cheat? Like, it's the oh one thing God. you can't resist. It's the, you're like, you know what? If I'm doing it today, is it's it. That's a tough one because there's so many things. <laughs> you love but lots I of things. I would say cookies and ice cream. Really? Mm-hmm. That's it for like, you? But good, sweets? Not, it's something, Chips Ahoy or no, not Chips. Like me making cookies? Yes. Dude, I made. Tiff's treats or crumble cookies, stuff like that. There we go. But I, I mean. some some snickerdoodle cookies at the house the other day and I did it without the cream of tartar. All right. And so they were a little, they were a little crunchy. They were amazing though. And, I, and Lucy was like, daddy, these are the best you've ever made. I think I'm going to go into business making cookies now. Just snickerdoodle. I will say this. My daughter said this as she's a senior. She's like, would you ever think about going to culinary school, Dad? Because she knows how much I like Yeah, you do. And I said, no, I wouldn't do that. But I have enough friends like uh, one of our Tolos, Blythe Beck, who is a professional chef. I was like, I would probably pay her like for two months to maybe twice a week take a class from her and learn and learn from her, yeah. her more ways on on how to have my vegetables more consistent on on different roux on different flavors and different spices and why this is why she can make this taste this way and when I do it at home and I feel like I'm doing it the same way it doesn't turn out exactly the way that a restaurant chef would have it turn out so I would love at some point in my life to like say hey Blythe I would like to take private lessons from you on how to be a better cook. From the uh, 817, I forgive the cop who gave me a ticket yesterday for soliciting. I was kind of a jerk, just trying to make a living. All right. And what were you soliciting? That's what I, I'm kind of curious about, what you were trying to make your living doing. Well, now that I've asked know. that question, now I'm concerned. All right. It was always our next-door neighbor in Duncanville had a sign that said, no solici- solicitation. If My I grandmother did, too, and I had no – I was like, I don't like, even know is, what that word means. What does this mean? Yeah. Kids, I can't hang out. And they just I don't didn't know want prostitutes on. coming to their house? <laughs> Knocking on the door. Hey, do you want to – I mean, you got a bed in that house, right? Or a floor. Um, Ronald Acuna Jr. Tell me about it. Does he need forgiveness? Or right. is this awesome? And right. – this this happened a couple days ago, but there is a video on Twitter uh-huh. of him hitting a home run, and it takes about two and a half minutes for him to round the bases because he stops immediately after he hits it. He starts flexing to his dugout. Right. He gets to first base. I think he does the Barry Bonds spin at first base. Yeah. As he gets to se- he dances on second base. As he gets to home plate, he is- also pointed at the other dugout when he touched yes. third. Like then he wanted to make sure the other dugout knew that he hit a home run. <laughs> I believe it was in the fourth inning. I don't think it was the game. So. It, I know it wasn't the game winner. It was a home run. They ended up losing the game eight to five. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't a home run. It was like, the fourth inning. It wasn't Jose Batista's home run. Unfortunately, we hate bringing that up. It, it was wasn't a like three zero count. <laughs> so yeah. he just had the green light to swing. So it started a big thing, a, a little bit of a big thing that I followed on Twitter is Marcus Stroman, who's very big on let's make the game more entertainment. Than it is. Yes. 
And so Lenny Dykstra then tweeted back at that one because he's like, this needs to happen all the time and or a lot of times. I, I can't remember exactly what Strowman said, but Strowman's big on that. And so Lenny Dykstra said, I wonder what like Bob Gibson, rest in peace, would have done or Fergie Jenkins would have done if Ronald Acuna Jr. would have done it to them. And Fergie Jenkins responded what? on Twitter, and he said- He has a Twitter? He would have a bruise about the size of a baseball. Okay, yeah. I mean, and which, I don't mind that. I, I always find it weird that, hey, players should be able to do whatever they want. And then if you tell them, well, I want to hit somebody. Like, you can't do that. I, That's I, not. I'm like, wait, why did you draw the line there? If, if you're allowing celebrations, why can't I hit people? I have always agreed with you on the prospect of don't go at their head. Like, that's, right. you don't try really to kill legitimately them. kill somebody. If they somebody. try to intentionally hurt you, though, I don't mind trying to intentionally hurt them. Yeah, if, if, I, if, 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 if a guy not hits a home feelings. run off of me, if he hits a home run off of me and he wants to dance and he wants to pimp it, yeah. then I'm if I, I want to hit him in the thigh, just be like, hey, don't do that again. Right. And if he does it again, I'm probably going to hit him in the thigh again. And you and aim back and forth. Oh, we should be able to have. You aim for the lower back. So if you miss by a foot, either way, you're fine. Yeah. But get him in the butt. But if you, if you take out my shortstop or second baseman and hurt them, or it, it looks like an intentional try to hurt, I might throw at your knee. Let me see it. Let me see if I can take that knee out for a couple weeks. From you the know? from the two one four doing MBA schoolwork in MBA schoolwork while I should actually be working, do I deserve forgiveness? This is interesting because they are technically on the clock for somebody, yeah. and they should be doing actual work on the clock. What do you think, by the way, real quick? Of do you want to see oh. more Ronald Acuna Jr. situations like that? Because I don't mind if it wins the game. I totally get it. I don't but know. I don't get the fourth inning we need to do that. Okay, well, let's talk about this. You know, we talk about shortening the game and how, like, that yeah. would that's going to be the thing that fixes, you know, all of uh, the interest in the game. Well, that's going to make the game longer. Yeah. Two-minute home run. Actually, it was 33 seconds. But those kind of long home run trots is going to make it longer. But during that moment, yeah. I am enthralled. When I see the, was it the minor league teams, they're shooting off flamethrowers out in the outfield and people are going insane all over. The lights are flashing. That's like, whoa, this is an entertaining party right now. I so say have a I dance circle. I say you have to get around the bases fast and then we'll just put you in a dance circle. And you can, for however long until the inning's over, you hit your home run, uh-huh. do everything you want, man. Imitate LeBron because Ron Acuna's done that. Do whatever dance you want to do until you guys have to take the field. You got your own dance chamber right just there. Just gritty across the plate. I actually think, Mike, that would be entertaining. And that's what I paid for a, a ticket to be entertained. Now, there are baseball purists that are like, that doesn't belong here. And I'm like, but, I mean, come on, man. I think there's moments. I think there's moments to, sure. to do what Acuna Jr. did, but it's usually winning the game. But the, if you say that you can, if you say that it's okay, then – I mean, first first inning home run, uh, you know, sixth inning home run is going to become the biggest party, yeah. and that's when you're like, okay, that's too much. So you do have to. I think you got to find the balance. I love though, man, when it's Adrian Beltre, John back and forth with Miggy, friendly, uh, and right. and and Felix Hernandez. Yeah, it's friendly because those two know each other, and they're like, I'm going to get the best of you today. Right. I love those things, and those the, the the and those stories are beyond just those guys. It goes back even further in the game when. Guys were really competitively trying to get the best and still also having fun in the game. So, yeah, man, I'm totally about it. Uh, does DeAndre Ayton's son deserve forgiveness? He says that it was his son's fault that he got sick with a non-COVID illness over the last three games. He said, I caught it from my baby boy. 
Sorry to throw you under the bus, Junior. Oh. Or does he deserve forgiveness for uh for calling his little his little kid out? I wonder what Phoenix is thinking about right now. By the way, talking about Aiton, he had 20 rebounds last night, but watching kind of stuff last night and watching TNT this morning on NBA TV, uh Shaq was kind of saying DeAndre Aiton kind of had stats. The stats are there, but the the game doesn't match the stats. Same thing with Kendrick Perkins and I'm not a huge fan of Kendrick Perkins, but He's like, those are empty numbers on Twitter. I saw that this morning. And so I just wonder what they're going to do because they're at 500, 50 games into the season. They're at 500. I get uh, chicken head Booker's been out for for a lot of this part, but I just wonder what they're thinking about their future. Obviously, Aiton, his feelings can't be totally gone about Monty Williams yeah. and the organization. And that's one of those things with the Mavs now. Unfortunately, Mark Cuban doesn't have the money to do this, but DeAndre Ayton might make more sense for the Dallas Mavericks and their needs than maybe the Phoenix Suns. Now, it'd be very tough to make a trade work, like you'd do Christian Wood. Yeah, there'd be a lot of things you'd you probably to do a future first. If you're not still kind of like, lacking right. in some areas. You're going to have to trade a lot, and then you're going to go, okay, I hope Ayton's happy here, and it's the Ayton Lucas show for hopefully five years to see if it can be the right fit. Coming up next here on the KNC Masterpiece, McCar- M- M- Masterpiece is what I said, I promise. McCarthy says Jerry wants him around as long as Landry was here. Do you think there's any chance he makes it that long? Next on the fan. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece, all 105.3 The Fan coming up here in about 40 minutes. Rangers first baseman Nathaniel Lowe. By the way, we will be out at uh, at spring training. I'm looking forward to that trip. I always enjoy the opportunity to go watch some baseball around Mike Bassick. Uh, that is, if you've ever gotten a chance to watch a football game with Broadus, uh, you get a little insight that you didn't know you needed in your life. And watching with Mike, he'll point out something that's going on in right field that you were like, hold on, I've never even looked at that before. And so this is, uh, I'm really excited about that. Also, don't forget, man, we are getting ready for Fan Bowl. That is a Fan Bowl. You can register for your chance to win a slot to play in Fan Bowl 2023. I've been practicing. Our, I know you have. I've been watching you practice every day. You come in here and you've been like, I've been you know working on my finger for three hours already. Uh, it's our paper football tournament. It's back next Saturday afternoon at Revolver Brewing Company. Uh, and it is uh, actually at February 4th. There's a $3,000 in prize money up for grabs. Go to 1053thefan.com. Check it all out. We will have it all ready for you. Fan Bowl is back, baby, so get ready for that. And we're heading off to the Super Bowl in a couple weeks, so get ready for that as well. Now, yesterday at 3 o'clock, we were all kind of waiting. I think everybody was waiting for Mike McCarthy to take the podium and start answering questions about what was going on with this team. There are multiple things that stick out as far as like multiple questions I wanted to know answers to. What is Mike McCarthy's job safety right now? And I mean, we know he, how many years he has left on his contract, but where are things with him and Jerry? How do they look at it? Where's the Dan Quinn? Where's the the Kellen Moore? Why did you let these coordinators and a defensive and offensive assistants go? There are lots of things to get discussed. But when he said this, I I kind of I perked my ears up and was like, really? And let's go to uh let's go to cut eight on this one, Joey. He says that Jerry wants him around for quite some time. Well, the conversations were more about design 
you know, philosophy and structure, you know, so, um, and then in how it applied to, you know, the advancement of the staff too. But, you know, as far as my relationship with Jerry, I, you know, um, just using his word, we're, 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 in a, we're in an excellent spot. You know, he's, uh, the partnership that we have, he's, he's excited about. Um, he told me a number of times this, you know, this week that he wants me to coach here as long as Coach Landry did. And I said, okay, you know, that's, it's a long time. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I feel really good about uh, our relationships. I think our, our ability to discuss and disagree is, we, we do a good job of that. So, um, and I think that's important. You know, because when you get into these these situations of free agency and you know these tough, tough decisions, you, you got to be able to have those conversations. Uh, but also his support and and what he believes. I thought he was incredible with the team Monday. You know, just the, you know his message to the team was 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 outstanding. Now, Mike, there are a lot of times where Jerry will say something, and you're just kind of like, "What did he really even say?" There are also times where you're like, "Will Jerry go back on his word?" When Jerry Jones said that there was nothing that Mike McCarthy could do in that game that would cost him his job, he said there's nothing. He said no. He's our coach. Well, I'm sure there's things. I mean, he pulls down his pants yeah. or something. Yes. There, he's yes. probably getting fired. Yes. I, I feel like on the field in the game, like nothing that them he punches, losing. He punches the ref in the face. He's probably getting Yeah, there's fired. probably going to have some concerns. But more of like normal things, he wasn't going to get fired. And when it came to, when it came to um, you know, like Wade Wilson and his job security, I don't know if I ever knew that it was always stable. I always felt like there, were, there was some instability with Wade and that like he just didn't command the room the way that Jerry wanted to. I do think Mike McCarthy commands that. Somebody just texted in. Jerry fired a bunch of McCarthy's guys to give him that money to Quinn. Uh, and I, I think that's pretty interesting approach to, to seeing that and hoping that Dan Quinn can continue doing that good of a job without all those assistants around. The 28 years is a very long time that Tom Landry built the legacy. And I know that Jerry Jones at one point told Jason Garrett, hey, I want the same for you. He, And he did. I was adamant at night. I was so sick of new coaches coming in, constant turnover with this organization while they were still poor and bad at stuff. I was so mad at it that I said, Jerry needs to do what they did with Tom Landry. And he needs to sign him to a 25-year deal and just build on that. And, and 25 years is a stupid long time. But... Signed him to a 10-year deal. He did. He was like, hey, I'm going to keep Jason Garrett around as long as I possibly can. Then he was like, look, this is my guy. Nobody else out there wanted this guy as much as me. Uh, This is my guy. And then it got to a point where you're like, okay, now, I mean, you've seen that this is bad. Mike McCarthy, I I don't know. If he can, I think he'll be a winning coach. If he's here for 28 years, I think he'll have a winning record his entire time that he's here and probably be in double-digit wins most of his career. Will Jerry Jones ever get the over-the-top moment? That's what I'm afraid of, is that at some point he goes, that's not good enough, I have to move on, and then you regress. I don't, do you think that that Mike McCarthy, there's no way he's making it. He'll be 85 no. if he was to make it no. Tom Landry time. No, and Jerry, as much health as he can get, Jerry ain't going to be alive 22 years from now. Right. So that's uh, that's why I laughed about it. Now, I guess, obviously, Steven can keep him as the head coach, so maybe he could be for 25 years. But uh, I guess I just look at it as 
McCarthy's a good coach. And I don't think Jerry, as long as you win 10 games, you're fine. Should be. And and honestly, what Garrett got the benefit of the doubt was every year he was in jeopardy. Something miserable he would, happened. He would win. Right? It's like he's going to yeah, get fired. Would. And then yeah. they go 12 and 4. And then the next year they would go whatever, 5 and 11. But it didn't matter because, like, but that 12 and 4, and he dealt with injuries. So I don't think McCarthy has that much of a leash that Jason Garrett had that if you have a good year, it doesn't matter what you do the next year. And then you'd have a bad year. And they're like, man, Jason Garrett's in trouble. Then you'd have a good year. And it's like, well, then the next year you'd have a bad year. And Jerry would be like, but what about the year before? Because Jason made Jerry happy. He never wanted to let go of Jason. It just that it got to the point where he just had to. And now I don't think Mike McCarthy is in the same standing. Jerry doesn't have a relationship with Mike McCarthy's dad like he had with Jason Garrett's dad. Mike McCarthy wasn't a quarterback on the Dallas Cowboys. Like, so I do think that if Mike McCarthy were to, let's say, this upcoming season, which I don't think he will, to your point, go seven and ten. Right. I do think he would get fired. But as long as he goes 10 and 7 and they lose in the wild card round to whoever, that's good enough. That that is that is the Super Bowl for Jerry Jones. That's to, that's satisfying. To the uh to the point. Tom Landry didn't have a winning season until his 7th year as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I think when everybody looks at the Cowboys and Tom Landry era, they're like, "Oh my gosh. Tom Landry just started winning and and just never stopped." He was 0-11 in his first season. I'm sorry, 0-11-1 in his first season as head coach. And in the seventh season, he finally won 10 games. From there until... From 1966 until 1985, he only had four seasons in which he did not have double-digit wins. That kept his job. I mean, obviously, winning those Super Bowls, he won, he won Super Bowls. He was in NFC Championship games. They were the best. Like, they were right there with being the best. And that kept him there for a window, for a period of time. After his last NFC Championship game, it was about 10 years until until they, until they he had a losing season again. Those wins kept him around. Obviously, this is a different era right now. Right. Media moves very fast. Opinions are there every single day from the Stephen A. Smiths and all that. And it does change a lot of opinions on things. But Mike McCarthy has two seasons out where he has, you just pointed out, he has 12 wins. As long as he keeps doing that, keeps winning, keeps putting them in position, the the Cowboys will keep him around as long as they possibly can. The next phase of this, and I guess, what do you think he's done well? I asked Jerry this a while back. What do you think that he's done well? Because you were, I, I know some people get mad about this, Mike. You were in clubhouses. You were in bad clubhouses. You were in good clubhouses. You've seen how athletes react to coaches sometimes. I wonder what it if it is it that he's just really good at letting his coordinators do their job and he just lets them, you know, monitor that. Does he let the players patrol themselves and they don't have to worry about it? they have the freedoms, they don't have a micromanager down their back all the time? What do you think it is that McCarthy does well? Honestly, I don't know. Yeah. We're all guessing. We're think, not part yeah. of the team. Uh, so I would say from what I understand, the players believe in him. The players trust him. He trusts his coaches. Uh, he never throws any player under the bus for mistakes. Yeah. So you always feel like you're protected. No matter what you do, it will stay in the building. Um, 
So I think that's what the players like out of him. He does have a credibility. He has a championship. He can walk in with a Super Bowl ring. He has a lot of uh, playoff appearances. So I think that there's a lot there, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I think not he, his te- I'm not a, one of his players or one of his coaches. I think he created an environment that that does insulate them a lot and keeps them from having to you know adjust. They this year, I mean, alone they were like seven minute interviews. Think about that for a second, Mike. We never had that happen before, and all of a sudden we had we got shut down to seven minutes, and we may have bleeded a little more than we should have, but. I mean, there were a lot of things media-wise that they're, they're like, no, we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to do those things. So I think he insulates. He does a little a good job of creating an environment where they feel comfortable and, and motivated to continue going. I do ask this other part of it. Now that you know Dan Quinn's back, is it time to load up on the defensive side of the ball? Is it time to say, we're using this draft to, to make our defense even better? Or do you say, you know what, I have to make my offense better? I think the only defensive position they take in the first round is cornerback. I think they take an offensive player. So, no, I do not think they load up. I think they look at Dan Quinn and say, keep keep pulling the strings and, and keep figuring out ways to do it because we offensively are so inconsistent that we are going to. And now the thing is, you don't have a running back on this team. Right, you're right. So I'm not saying they're taking a running back at 26, but I'm saying you don't have a running back on this team. Uh, Peters is probably going to retire. Tyron Smith is a guy you can't count on at all to really play in the NFL with his uh, injury history. Uh, you don't have a tight end right now because I, I, do, I do like Ferguson. I think he can take over, but you're losing your starting tight end. Your other running back is a free agent that you like with a broken ankle. Your other guy has uh, partied himself really out of being a good NFL running back. You don't have a number two. You messed up on Michael Gallup. You don't have really a number three unless you kind of can maybe push Gallup back to three. So I think that they're going to concentrate in the first three rounds on offense. I can see that. I can totally see that being part of it, especially and also trying to figure out if Kellen Moore is back and somebody just said, is he gone? We don't have an answer to that question at the moment. If Kellen Moore is back, what does he need? Uh, does he does he get all the tools that he needs? Because some people are like, well, he Dak and him didn't have uh, a great number two receiver. That's correct. They didn't have a great number two receiver this year. They didn't have what they, they invested in one. That's they invested. The, that's the big mistake. That they, is. They they paid for a number two receiver who's a number three. That's the one. That's a spot where they they were limited there. They they scraped to try and get Jason Peters, like you said, to be on the offense. So it is. Does the next offensive coordinator come in and say, I need this? And then that becomes part of the demand. So this defense could be exceptionally better next year with Dan Quinn and more talent. Uh, The offense could look a lot different. Coming up next here on the KNC Masterpiece, it's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Will you sign the petition to change the Cowboys? Next on the fan. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. It is Free Fun Friday, everybody, and Kevin is still out experiencing what is now known as the most significant throat injury in all of radio history. So we'll have to find out more in the future. Hopefully he'll have a safe recovery. You notice how he tells us, hey, sorry, guys, I'm doubtful, probably not going to make it. And then yeah. I respond with sarcasm, and he doesn't respond He doesn't back. say anything back. He, he needs was, forgiveness. Yeah, he definitely needs forgiveness uh, for that because Mike was really trying to crack a joke, yeah. not even a smile, not even an LOL lowercase. Yeah, not even an emoji. Yeah. Wow. I think, I think it shows what he thinks of me. Well, Mike. Um, not much. 
I'm not. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. So let's dip into some gridiron. I gravy. guarantee you, right now, dip he's not listening. Biscuits. <laughs> if he is, li- if Mike, if yeah, you're, or- listen to this, Kevin. If you're if you're listening to the show that makes you money, that supports your two kids. I know sometimes you only think of one, but it supports your two kids and your lover who you're home with. Does, yeah. Yep. Text in. And just say, oh, yeah, I'm listening. I love you guys. You know, my throat hurts. I'm sorry. I can't really talk. That's part of the job. But if he's not listening, we'll hear nothing from him. I do have a question. Which means he got into MILF Manor. Manor <laughs> and that's what he's doing. He is, he can't stop. I got a message during the Christmas break from a friend of mine who said, you need to answer the phone when Mike and Kevin call you. And I was like, what is that? And you had texted me and you were like, hey, what's up? And I was like visiting with family and I got a mess. And I, I think I got a phone call from the station. What happened? Do you remember why you were trying to call me? Was there a reason that y'all were trying to call me that day? Or was it just like. I wanted you to have fun on the radio. With okay. Us. I'm right. pretty sure Mike wanted to say that he loved you. Okay. I'm, yeah. He texted like me that. that. You texted me that. I think that's what that. it was yeah. about. I think yeah. I texted I love you back. So You didn't yeah. answer. Oh, I didn't answer the no, phone though. you didn't. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and with the severity of Kevin's injury, he definitely can't talk. So that's where that's why Mike, you're like text in. Yeah, Very- yeah. He says he he says his throat's bugging him. Does his ears bugging him too? Will you sign the petition to change the Cowboys? Here's an eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Here's the commanders? reason. The no, the we're not changing team? it. We're not changing it. But to prevent the Cowboys from making what you consider to be a poor decision. And here's why. Colts fans have started a petition to prevent Jeff Saturday from being hired as their new coach. As Jim Irsay has been like, hey, I like this guy. He's great. I mean, did you see that game against Vikings? We were up 33 points. Don't worry about what happened in the second half. That we're there because he's. I mean, I hate saying this about Travis Frederick. Travis Frederick, really good center for the Cowboys. This guy's way better. This guy's borderline Hall of Fame, like their 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 Super Bowl winning center. So he is beloved by Colts fans, but they they don't want him to be their head coach at all because of his lack of because other coaches coaching, out there. Yeah, other coaches out there have essentially said, "Hey, what does this guy know about coaching? Does he even know anything?" I coached my whole life to coach here. This guy just shows up on the field one day and now he, but yeah, this is, I don't know if this would have any power. They're signing a petition. So would that mean that it would go to the government and our government actually has to waste time looking at this for an NFL team, which already has all these monopolies anyway? Would our, Joey, you're a big government guy. Um, yeah. Would our government <laughs> actually have to look at this in this situation? I think you have to take the bill and send it to Capitol Hill. Wow. And just see what happens from there. Well, if you want to go sign this petition and act like you're a Colts fan, you can. Change.org. And it's uh, called Don't Hire Jeff Saturday as Head Coach. That's the Good that's the petition fans. that they're putting out there. <laughs> Mike, what would what would be the one the one petition? Why are you laughing? You already know my answer. What do you think my answer is gonna be? J- Jerry has a cell team. <laughs> Or Jerry has to hire a GM. See, if, you know what? You know what's a this what, is great. I, I I like that you brought this up because I've been, you know, frustrated obviously with the Mavs a lot. The Cowboys, they're my team, but I don't root for them the same way I used to root for them. Is 
I look at Jerry Jones, and here's the difference to me between Jerry Jones and Mark Cuban. I think Jerry Jones knows, I think he's smart enough to know how to run a very successful winning franchise. He just doesn't want to because he knows it takes him out of some of the things that he likes doing. So I think he knows. I think Jerry knows how to be more successful, how to not that you're going to get the NFC championship game every other year, right. but how to be a more successful football team. I think he knows how to do it and he knows that I don't care. I'm not doing it. I I've won everything. I think Mark really wants the Mavs to win, but he doesn't know how. Yeah. Okay. I, so so there's a difference between those two guys. I think Mark, for some reason, Cuban, I don't think he thinks he knows everything. And unfortunately, the worst people to have are know-it-alls. And because you don't know everything. Uh, as my dad taught me from, I believe it was Gene Mark, Gene Mock, who was his manager with the Minnesota Twins. It's too bad he doesn't know what he doesn't know. Yep. And Mark Cuban thinks he actually knows the NBA better than all the other general managers who actually, that's their job. That's what they decided to do at some point in their life. Or they were former players, and they said, like, hey, I think he could be a good front office guy. Mark Cuban actually thinks he knows as much as Danny Ainge knows or somebody like that. I think Jerry Jones actually knows what would make his franchise more successful in winning, and he's like, I ain't doing that. I If, if there was a, a petition out there, though, for Jerry Jones to hire a GM and the government, big government actually said, we're, we are passing this through. I don't know why they would. Would you be one of those guys that's going to sign it? Would you be like, oh, I'd sign it immediately. All right. I like yeah. it. How many people out there? 877-881-1053. Because he really doesn't, ben, he doesn't, Jerry Jones, as rich as he is, he can't overspend on the Cowboys. He created a cap that said, <laughs> I can't spend, so I won't spend. Like, he's he like, created hey, his own budget. You can't imagine <laughs> how much I'd spend, but guess who made up the I won't spend money is Jerry Jones made it up is that. Having more money in football doesn't help you. Having more money in basketball does help you. When you are the L.A. Clippers, the Golden State Warriors, I don't know who owns the Brooklyn Nets, but all those people have way more money than Mark Cuban. So they want to, they'll, they'll spend luxury tax money every year to try to put the best product out there. So that's in, in basketball, it's way more important to have a rich owner than it is in football. The uh, Sauce Gardner says he wouldn't mind the Jets trading for Aaron Rodgers. This is a team now. They they hired Hackett. This was that was the question yesterday, right? Like, okay, they got Hackett. Does that mean Aaron Rodgers that they're going to go trade for that guy? I I still think he struggled this year, in my opinion, throwing passes I've seen him make his entire career. So I'm I'm thinking that was it's a lot different. But Aaron Rodgers walks in there with a guy he knows he's comfortable with, and Sauce, a very young player who is very very good immediately was like, yes, bring us a, a different quarterback. I don't want Zach Wilson around here anymore. So that's uh, interesting. Oh, the Zach attack. It, that's going to flame out pretty pretty quick. I, not as quick as Johnny Manziel, but it feels like Zach Wilson's uh, career is going to flame out pretty quickly. Do you think there's going to be another team that gives him a chance? Or is he going to be more like, yes. remember Rosen from UCLA? Is he yeah. going to be more like the Rosen story? He got traded a lot. Like He just got moved like to the next team a lot and never really given a chance. I also didn't like him that much coming out of college. He just kind of had this was thing. Josh Rosen? Yes, Josh person? Rosen. Um, By I, the way, would you sign? Everybody's signing the petition on Twitch. Would you sign the petition for Jerry Jones to sell the team? Absolutely. All right. Not this, Oh, no, I thought you said GM. Uh, no, I actually like him as the owner. Yeah, I think the owner's really good. 
He's I just there's he makes tons of money. There's other just, there's parts of the mechanics of the way the yeah. team is run. He can't uh, the be organization. both though. He's yeah. going to he's going to mess around. It's fine. <laughs> hey, Jerry can do whatever he wants yeah. to do. It, he's he's a multi billionaire. You know what? Mark Cuban doesn't care about my uh my opinion. Mark Cuban doesn't care about your opinion. He does not care about us. He's doing just fine. So and so is Jerry Jones. As much as we can talk about it and make fun of them. And yeah, you know what? I'm hoping to tick off Mark Cuban. Part of my agenda is to tick off Mark Cuban into actually spending money and trying to be better at basketball. And I hope he does. And I hope he sticks it right to me about that. But he don't care what I say. He doesn't care what you say as a Mavs fan. Let's start a petition. Dude, you don't even know how to start a petition. And do you <laughs> think the the guy who go to change.org and start one right now? Yeah, what's his name? Ursay. You think Ursay cares about this petition? No. Not until big government steps in and says, You have to listen to us. Um I was looking at Sean Payton. Sean Payton is denied reports of concerns with unnamed members of the Broncos ownership. There was a report out there. Uh, that there were concerns with Peyton in his interview process with the Broncos. He likes the idea of coaching Russell Wilson and having that defense, but fears potential power struggles with a member of the ownership group. And like that is kind of one of the part of the conversation here is that he could potentially have a power struggle with Steven and Will McClay because he wants say in that department. And they're like, Jerry and them are like, we have a pretty good group that does their job very well. We're going to listen to them. But uh, Sean Payton, I saw this morning, said zero truth to this. We had a great visit, and Broncos ownership was fantastic. So everything's going to be fine. Man, they got to find their head coach soon, though, right? Like, it, it's this is where this is this oh, no, process the Astros moves. just got their general manager a week before spring training starts. And it is a good hire. <laughs> I think a really it's a good, good hire. hire. But, yeah, I would think if you're the Broncos, you got to start figuring out. I think Russell Wilson's your quarterback for the next two years. Unfortunately, that was a horrible trade. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew he's going to be that bad. One of my buddies who's a Broncos fan is like, how come they did this? And I'm like, nobody knew he'd be this bad. Like yeah. we were, we weren't predicting, Hey, the Broncos are going to be one of the worst teams in the NFL. We were predicting that that division was yeah. going to be the best division in all the football. Look at all these year. quarterbacks and Wilson's the third best quarterback. He's actually the fourth. And who would have ever thought that he could be worse than Derek Carr was this year? Yeah. No. And then Derek Carr essentially got cut from his team yeah. at some point. So yeah, now this is a really wild place that Denver was in this year. And then uh, Nick Sirianni, your favorite coach, as they are blasting Creed today. Can you take me higher uh, at their uh, facility for practice? That's weird. Um, Do any of the players like that I have song? No clue. I think that's a, probably a Sirianni bit. He's out there going, "I love this song. I rock to it." Uh, he said that uh, Jalen Hurts still getting treatment, but he's ripping it like any normal week. So Jalen Hurts, prepare for the Jalen Hurts effect to really take over uh, this weekend in the championship weekend all right coming up next on the knc masterpiece mike it's time to talk to rangers first baseman nathaniel lowe right here on the fan